In today's episode, I'm honored to have the great Kenny Millennium. He's a creative genius, an entrepreneurial powerhouse, and a living legend in his own right. With a career that spans not only music, but also the world of business and art. He's a true testament to what can be achieved with talent and hard work. Managing a diverse portfolio of ventures, from being an Airbnb super host to diving into rental property management, car rental services, and his newly launched virtual shoe store. His ability to create, innovate, and succeed in multiple domains is nothing short of inspiring. And let's not forget his passion for the arts. Beyond music and business, he's an accomplished painter creating one-of-a-kind art pieces that showcases his boundless creativity. Throughout his journey, he's faced challenges, setbacks, and triumphs that have shaped him into who he is today. But one thing remains constant, his dedication to pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Thorn City Podcast Guy, let's go. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show, where we network and build connections through interviews and discussions. This episode is brought to you by GMP Podcast Group. I'm your host, the Thorn City Podcast Guy. Make sure you visit thorncitysyndicate.com. Hit that like, share, and subscribe. The new releases, the bonus episodes, and updates. Today, I got a special guest in the spotlight. He's a pioneer of the Portland rap game. One of the first names I heard making noise around here. And, and definitely a living legend in these streets, no doubt. He's what I call a visionary entrepreneur. They say the average millionaire has about seven streams of income. I ain't quite there, but I'm working on it. That's another reason why I'm starting this podcast. But my man right here, he got a few things going on we're going to get into. If you don't know who I'm talking about, it's my guy, the one and only Kenny Millennium. How you doing, brother? I'm right. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing, man. Appreciate man. you having me on. Yes, sir, man. Let me say this. There's sometimes when certain people reach out to you, let you know you're doing something right and you got something going on, man. So I appreciate you reaching out, fam. No doubt. You know, I, anytime I see, you know, people from my city putting in work, I like to connect with them. I like to connect with them. Mm-hmm. Let me get up on this mic one time so y'all get these words. Yeah. I'm here for the words. Yeah. So I'm going to call this episode Business Ventures, Walking Through Diverse Entrepreneurial Paths. You got the Airbnbs. They call you a, a, a Airbnb super host. What, what is that? <laughs> okay. So. You have to have a certain um, rating. So when you host people, you get a certain rating. And um, anywhere, it's from like 4.8 to 5. It's somewhere, and that's the sweet spot for super hosts. And I've actually had the super host status over the last three years, mm. three or four times, because I actually lost it a couple of times. All it takes is somebody to come with a bad review for whatever reason, mm. and uh, they'll ding you and you'll lose your super host status. But I'm currently a super host and have been one. Uh, for most of the last three years, mm. just puts you in a better position with your properties when you on the rotation of algorithms. Mm, got you, got you. So you got the property management, you got the shoe stores, you got new music coming. But you like you're like really an artist, not just a rap artist. You yeah. you paint these uh, the one of a kind pieces. I do. It's called life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna paint. I'm gonna paint this life that we live in for myself a certain way. I've I've painted myself in the corners before. I painted myself out of corners. I painted mm -hmm. myself in the square boxes with bars on the windows, and mm -hmm. I painted myself out of them and anywhere around it. But one thing about it is being from a Northeast Portland, born and raised, not a transplant, not a came to the party late, born and raised, mm -hmm. and uh, I've seen the whole situation go from what it was to what it ain't, or mm -hmm. what it is, actually, excuse me, what it is, but, <laughs> you know, um, 
Yeah, they say that you need to have seven streams of income, but you, you probably need to have more because yeah. because you can possibly get to seven streams of income and still not be where you want to be at. Mm-hmm. And a lot of millionaires say once you get to seven streams of income, then you should be a millionaire. But that's not always true because I was studying something and also self-study. Um, When people start businesses, a lot of times they, they're not really re- like People always want to be successful. It's just like being an artist. Mm-hmm. When a, a rapper, the first thing a rapper wants to do is go platinum. Mm-hmm. Like if you ask a rapper, like what's your you know ambition? What do you want to do? They want to sell a million records. And I've been that artist before, but I had to sit down with somebody who's a, a prominent person from our town too, that's done a lot of big business and uh, they don't live in the city, but they are were born and raised here and they're doing a lot of big things. They told me it's the thousand, the thousand, it's like the a thousand effect. So mm-hmm. if you get a thousand people to support you and they mm-hmm. spend a hundred dollars with you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Over a year, you might get them to spend Eight, you really, you really got to get them to spend eight dollars a month, mm. eight nine dollars. So you get them to spend nine dollars a month on your product, whatever it is. You're going to end up making a certain amount of money, mm. and that will allow you to con- to continue to be an artist and not have to work a regular job where you have to show up at a nine to five. Because showing up for people, and I'm not knocking people that show up and do nine to fives or eight to fours or seven to threes or <laughs> anything that you choose, but you you are up under somebody else's umbrella, and the buck stops past <laughs> you. Yep. And, and, and when things go down, you probably, you know, you're not going to be making any decisions and, and you can have a business, a successful business and you could be making, you know, you handle all your bills during the year and you make $30,000 profit. A lot of successful businesses out there make $30,000 after the year. So I would advise people not to quit your job. If you're making <laughs> 180, you know, like a hundred, you know, 80, 70, you know, 60 bands a year and you jump into your entrepreneurial move, Mm. And you're being successful, but you're only successful about 30,000 above, you know, all your bills and all that stuff like that is success. If you have five or six of those streams coming in at the same time, mm-hmm. seven mm-hmm. times three is 21. So if you if you're doing that, that's totally fine. But if you're just going to jump out of your your nine to five where you're secure at into a situation to be happier, but insecure, that's like smiling on a sinking ship. Mm hmm. Man, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's true facts right there. So yeah, we're gonna get into a little bit of all that, man. But let me um, I wrote something down with this AI. If you ain't using AI by now, you better get on it because it's a it's a game changer. But I wrote this little thing down. Tell me what you think. It says embarking on a journey of entrepreneurship requires a combination of vision, determination, and a passion for success that demands dedication, hard work, and ability to navigate through challenges and uncertainties. The road to success is often filled with setbacks, failures, obstacles, and a never mi- never quit mindset is a must to succeed. That sound like you. Man, it's a struggle. That mm. that seems like that's the long uh, definition of the word struggle. Mm. <laughs> that's, like long, that's like longhand for the word struggle, business struggle. Like if you look up the word business struggle, it sounds like AI didn't put the definition in, in long wind. <laughs> One thing about AI is I feel like AI talks a lot. You know what I mean? Like they it to the does. point, but they over talk the situation sometimes and they, they, they don't understand the human brain. We don't want to hear all of that when you're struggling. When you're struggling, you want to, you just want to hear the results of, of the plan. So I, AI is right. It is that. But he just he just made me want to quit being an entrepreneur uh, already. I've already wanted to quit three times, but he's the fourth reason this afternoon that I want to stop being an entrepreneur and maybe go get me old square job. You know what I'm saying? So no, I don't have don't, to depend. You don't want to do that. Never would I do that. You know what I'm saying? But, I'm, but, but the thing is, it's, it's not easy. A lot of times when you're an entrepreneur, the first couple steps – are backwards. Mm-hmm. 
that's one thing that people don't understand. Everybody wants to go forward, but people don't understand. Sometimes not only do you have to take a step back, sometimes you're forced into taking a step back by the things that go on around your business. And dedication isn't always going to be, you know, the end all be all work hard. Isn't always going to be the end all be all. Sometimes it's finances. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's effort. Sometimes it's vision. Sometimes it's lack of vision. Sometimes it's lack of diligence and due diligence in situations. And, Mm. and these things go a long way when you're jumping from one lane to another. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life since the age of eight. I started my first business at the age of eight, at the ripe age of eight. What were you doing? Running an illegal bookie in <laughs> my middle school. At eight, you was running numbers? At eight, I was running numbers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, this is the thing. Everybody watches these movies, and in all of these movies, especially gangster movies, they talk about how people are doing certain things. And, you know, I believe it, but the truth of the matter is when you really know it, then you really know what you know. And when I was young, the one of the most important things to to know about is numbers. Now, I don't mean you need to know all the high-powered numbers, trigonometry, and all these different disciplines of math, but you do need to, like me, I don't, like you might take me to a college course of math, and I used to be a tutor when I was um, incarcerated and locked up. I had a 99% uh, graduation rate for my students. It was just mm. this one person that couldn't get past, like, math. He, he had a lot of problems from drug use and he just, he would blow up. Mm-hmm. I get him ready, took it like seven times. I passed every other course with him. He just couldn't pass math. But the thing about math is like, I don't know all the high power disciplines. So you might put some paper in front of me and I might can't figure that out. But what I can figure out is I can count to a million <laughs> and I can do that <laughs> twice. And after I do it twice, I can do it three four and five. Yeah. So once once you figure out how to count in those type of ways, then those denominations, then you're going to be totally fine. And that's basically what all business comes down to is math, because one plus one truly does equal two. Mm-hmm. And three minus two is a negative one. So hey. if you're doing business and those are your, your math equations, then you might have a hard time, you know, continue to be an entrepreneur because it's not easy and it, and it will not only take your time, your life, but it'll take your finances if you don't, you know, place them in the right areas. Yeah. That's one thing I, I like about entrepreneurship is you might work a lot of hours, but it's easy to work a lot of hours when you're working for yourself. You know, instead of punching that clock and they tell you, you got to be here at this time, you got to take a break at this time, uh, do this, do that. Man, it's hard to get up and go to work when those are the circumstances. But if, you know, you're pushing your own products and services and trying to succeed, man, you put I put 12, 15, 20 hours in in a day and it don't feel like nothing. It don't feel like work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's like you you literally can work almost 24 hours straight mm-hmm. on some stuff that, that benefits you. Mm-hmm. Something that you're getting personal equity from. Mm-hmm. See that personal equity, that personal blood and that personal sweat equity and that personal financial equity is a different type of equity than, you know, you go to work every single day or you rent from a, a landlord or, you know, from somebody who owns a property. That person is sitting somewhere collecting oh, your man, personal collecting. sweat, blood <laughs> and tear equity. And until I bought my first property to years ago and i've been around a lot of money before Mm. but i've never owned a property my family members own property my family members own big property out here and so but one thing they never really told me was how important it was to actually own property Mm -hmm. and so once i i purchased my first property um it opened my eyes to a lot of things that i didn't really know so over the last two years i've had two tenants in one of my properties that the one property that i do own and i've had a um there i've had a somebody that was a a 12 month lease and they uh broke the lease 
five months in mm-hmm. and that that that's a you know that's the things that happen when you're a landlord mm-hmm. you know i'm 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 what you call the black landlord <laughs> you know what i'm saying so so and 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 and, and i and i my and nothing about what i do slum mm-hmm. my, my stuff is high powered and so um they broke the lease after five months and that caused a slight problem over a month period of time mm-hmm. whether it was getting the property ready and cleaned up and ready to be back on the market in which we had to fire our realtor and hire a different realtor so you had a lot of things that went on in that situation we now have a 12 month tenant in there and you know everything is going smooth but these are the differences in in equity because the whole over that two-year period I've, we're going to collect pretty much close to two years worth of equity that has nothing to do with coming out of our pockets. Mm-hmm. And when these tenants decide that they want to move out, if that's what they t- decide to do, we keep the equity. We mm-hmm. keep all they sweat. Yeah. We keep all they hard work. We keep all their blood. It turns into yours. Mm-hmm. And I see, once I saw that, and you know, I know everybody's smart. I know people might sound and be like, oh, you didn't know that? You're dumb. <laughs> Listen, I understand that. You're always dumb to stuff until you find yeah, out. You Some learn. people go through life and never find out nothing. And guess what? They just been dumb their whole life. Man. But you only dumb until you ask a question or until somebody, you know, explains something to you that you didn't know and you lock it in. Mm-hmm. And so once I actually had my light bulb moment with equity it changed the way that i look at everything and it's like there's people somewhere just like me i'm sitting right here on the west coast why people are paying for my future mm-hmm. they're 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 filling up my cup you know i mean <laughs> now it took yeah. hard work to get that glass but they're filling up my cup i figured out a way how to get my glass filled and not even be nowhere near the glass mm-hmm. yeah that's how you do it man man that's, that's real shit right there man yeah so you had to take the show on the road you picked up, you moved from Portland to Houston. Yeah. How long you been down there and what, what all you got going on down there? At least what you can share with the people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can share everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but no, um, yeah, man, I had to take my show on the road. I just got home from federal prison. I did 90 months in a, in a, mm, in a federal damn. institution. I did uh, six years in California and 10 months in um, Seattle. Mm. In a um in in terribleness, but one thing about it is I went to college in there, and I'm a psych um, business major. Mm. It was like I never went to college before I went to federal prison, and it's uh and the, actually my alma mater is Alan Hancock, and mm-hmm. the crazy thing is like I had got out and I got all A's in there while I was in there. I, I had one A minus and all A's, and the thing about it is I was watching a TV show one day and they were it was a basketball show and the basketball team was in a league and it was a, a JUCO and they went to go play my alma mater and I'm, I had forgot the college I went to because I wasn't really <laughs> tripping but I'm sitting there and um, I'm like dang that's crazy that's actually my alma mater and I was sitting with you know what I'm saying a female and she was like for real I'm like yeah that's where I went to college at and so like people don't understand when you say you went to college exactly like a lot of times you might go to college but you might not be on a college campus mm-hmm. yeah so. But that's a, that's a sidebar. But okay, so I took I took my show on the road. When I got home um, from you know federal prison and and got back, um, I I had to figure out what I wanted to do, and I definitely didn't. So in actuality, when I first got home, I'm, I moved the first day I got out. The first day I got out of the halfway house, I moved to Vegas. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Or actually, I went to Vegas and then so like I lived down there for like a year and a half and I had been living in Vegas for a portion of my life. I've always been had proper, I mean, places out there. I've always lived out there. And then I was deciding that I want to move back out there full time. And so somebody that I knew had said, man, you should come out to Houston and check it out. So I went out there and then, you know, I'm saying I liked it. I was out there for like a week and a half, 10 days and I came back for an event. 
And after about the second day, I kind of liked it. So I went and got me a spot. Mm-hmm. They had a spot at these condos and it was like two months rent for free. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and got that and then moved out there. I moved my operation out there. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been great because it allowed me th- to do things that I really not that I couldn't do it, but hadn't really thought of doing it in mm-hmm. my home city. Mm-hmm. And so as far as owning property, uh, Airbnbs, I had always talked with people about Airbnbs and some of my people always attempted to get me into Airbnbs, but I couldn't grasp exactly what I needed to do because it was explained to me in a way that I couldn't get past. Mm. But once I figured it out, because there's a lot of ways to do things and people aren't always going to tell you there's 10 ways to do something. They're going to explain it in the way that they understand it, which might be Mm. singular to them. And you might not understand their singular, their singular explanation of an understanding that they see. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like when you see people, like when people say, would you like 50,000 or would you like to go uh, out to eat with Jay-Z and have yeah. a conversation with him? Mm. My answer is give me the 50 bands and I'll catch up with the, catch up with him, you know, catch up with that nigga later. You know what I'm saying? Cause I already been around Jay-Z before, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and nigga, we didn't talk. We, yeah. I, we nodded your heads at each other mm. and we kept it pushing. Mm-hmm. It was no conversation. It was a quick nod and the nigga looked down and had five security guards with him and I kept it pushing. Yeah. So that was the, the extent of our communication. Some what is he going to tell me in an hour of time? Because anything that he tells me is from his point of view and his path. I obviously cannot jump on his path because his path is already set. Number mm-hmm. one. Number two, his path took him a certain way to get to his results. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't got that path. You can tell because I'm sitting here talking to you and he's sitting somewhere <laughs> else talking about something else. That's just obvious. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a few zeros difference in our probably bank accounts at this mm-hmm. exact moment. Yeah. So that being said, there's a lot of great people with a few less zeros on their bank accounts than Whoever that got zeros on them. So don't mm. always think because you're not in position that you're not of greatness. Sometimes you ain't added the, you know, the zeros you need to get you in that category. But zeros are easy to add to any situation. Mm. They're also easy to minus. So mm-hmm. if you catch somebody being a zero around you, minus them from your program. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> you know, so no. So back on it. So I moved out to Houston and uh, I ended up getting into business with my business partner. And we started doing Airbnbs and um. And 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 I basically I build me and my business partner. We have a company. It's called Urban Lux. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we build Airbnbs from the ground up. I've had twelve properties in three years. Excuse mm-hmm. me. We've had twelve properties in three years, mm-hmm. and we just got our first client on the eighteenth of last month uh, for property management to um, manage other people's Airbnbs. And mm-hmm. we also just started consults. We we're starting a thirty minute free consultation. Uh, with our uh, company, Urban Lux, for, you know, and then after that, there'll be paid consultation. But the first mm-hmm. one will be 30 minutes and it'll be free. Nice. Man, that's what I'm talking about, man. I love I love seeing you doing doing it big. Like I said, I, I, I grew up hearing about you. And I finally got to meet you with my, with my boy, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. We're going to take a break right now. I'm a, uh, from my sponsor, GMP Podcast Group. And then we're going to come back and we're going to touch on the, the creative process in your artistries. Discover GMP Podcast Group, located at 2406 East Burnside Street in Portland, Oregon, offering a range of podcasting packages to suit your needs. Starting at just $49 an hour for your basic setup, featuring the Rodecaster Pro audio console and SM7B microphones, as well as options to complete with the camera operator and audio engineer expertise. Elevate your podcast with multi-camera recording. Plus, we capture behind-the-scenes shots within the studio. Visit us at www.gmppodcastgroup.com 
and let Jim P Podcast Group be. Welcome back to the Thorn City Spotlight Show. I'm your host, Thorn City Podcast Guy. I got my guy Millennium in the building. Man, man, I'm loving it, bro. I appreciate you coming through on you, no on your boy. No problem. So yeah, let's get let's get to your your music first, because that's that's originally how I met you back in the day, um, way back in the day with my boy Third Twin. He went by Gemini the Third Twin back in the day. Right. Um. How old do you think Third was when you first met him? Was was he one of the first young rappers around here? Actually, you know, um, yeah, moving well, around he, with he, people. He, yeah, no, but I was a young rapper, so I, he well, he's younger than you, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so he can't be one of the first because I was already. No, I'm here. saying, but I, I it's listen. The thing about it on, is, let's say it like this: young as okay, you're you. Well, see, this is the thing. The next I've, up I've, under I've, you, I've seen all the artists. Like I'm the real like. We the first wave of real, uh-huh. like, I'm not taking nothing from the U crew. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking nothing from none of the people. Like, they went platinum. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking nothing from nothing. But when when I came and when we came, we came with the streets. Like, yeah. we, we came, we was the first, you mm-hmm. can go back. Like, I'm the first one to ever talk about spaceships and, <laughs> and, 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 and bitches and, and, and all the stuff. All the stuff that's the real life stuff. I'm like the first one. You can go back and listen to the stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Break, you know, going to Vegas and doing all the things. And it's it's official. Like, I know people might see it. No, I'm not. Bro, you can yeah. go check it. I I'll got everything them. on yeah. dates. I got receipts. Yeah. It ain't nobody before me talking to spaceships mm-hmm. and talking about the situations. It ain't nobody before me. These is facts. As far as like the young cats that was younger than me, yeah. After you, we we so y'all started it. Who was the next group that come after y'all? Oh man, I don't. It was a lot of motherfuckers, man. Yeah. You know the crazy thing about music is, and I always say this: I've seen so many artists come and go, come and go because the because I've been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. Even when I was in a cage, I was here. My name is locked in. Like I've seen so many artists that was supposed to be the next this or better than me or mm-hmm. better than other artists that I know that was in position and working hard because you only get in position from working. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't just get a position if you ain't ain't working if you're not putting in no work if you ain't in the yo knocking out songs back to back if people don't respect your words like people don't gotta like your music but when you speak your words they gotta know the impact of them. And like for me, like it's I don't know no rappers that come with heavier impact. I've never been in a room with artists, and I don't care who they are that say the words how I say the words, and I don't take anything <laughs> from anybody else. But but it, it's just more about me. And if anybody feels anything about what I say, we can go in the yo and knock it out. I've never been I've never been on a song and felt like I didn't kill everybody on it. And I've been on a song with everybody, and I and I work faster than people, but. As far as like the, you know, see, that's that, that's that rapper shit, man. Mm-hmm. But see, you know, the thing, like I tell people one, one time somebody asked me, they said, yeah, he, he you, the rapper that's, uh, you know, from the, uh, from the streets. Right. I, mm-hmm. I said, nah, nigga, I'm from the streets and I rap a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? Cause, a difference. You, Cause you got to realize like, difference. if you, you rapping, the, rap, the only thing music can do is take you up out of a situation. Mm-hmm. Or, or now you can get, you know, you can get killed from saying yeah. the wrong things, you know what I'm saying? But it's always been like that. But now it's like, it's, it's hyper now. Mm-hmm. So it's like music is supposed to be used as a tool to get you out of situations to build things. So that's all music can really do. Now, music, because I've done music 
That's why I own properties in Houston. Mm. That's why I do Airbnbs. This is the linchpin for everything I do. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says, well, yeah, bro, like you never went platinum or gold. I know. But this is the thing. We haven't had that many artists from our city do that. Number Mm -hmm. one. Number two. You know what I'm saying? It's not about going platinum and gold. It's about going platinum and gold in life. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to go platinum and gold in life, you know, then you ain't nothing but a brick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you might attain one hit wonder status, but one thing about music is and anything else you do, once you are successful at it, you have to repeat what you did. Mm-hmm. If you don't repeat what you did, you won't be paid for it because people are already surprised nine times out of ten when you do something that has the level of getting paid, you know what I'm saying, for it. So once you attain that level where you show up and people pay you to be there, mm-hmm. you have to show up every time and get paid to be there. Otherwise, they're going to pay somebody else to be there. Mm-hmm. And being mediocre in a world of of greatness just doesn't get you paidness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hey, man, I heard that. Man, oh, yeah, that's but crazy. like I say, um so yeah, he's he's one of the rappers that was younger, but like I say like it's a mil- it's literally was a million rappers from our city. Everybody became a rapper at it the same time. It was like time. the dope game. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember when we used to hustle and we'd be like, man, everybody is like hustling, bro. Like yeah. what is this? And then when we started doing music, really doing music, because I've been doing music since I was like eight, also mm-hmm. like 10, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. at friends' house spending the night and just rapping all night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so like when we turn this into getting paid for it, then it turned into a different ballgame because it was a job. It was work. You had to show up and be there. And not only did you have to show up on time, you had to show up and you had to be him. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just be mediocre. They wasn't calling me- mediocre people to show up to places. Mm-mm. You know, we was you wasn't you don't be mediocre and be out in L.A. and doing your thing and moving around and being on tour like it's it's different now. You can pay your way in before you had to play your way in. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know it, was, it was different back then. You actually had to be able to rap. You know what I'm saying? There had to be some substance and some some creativity and you yeah. can't just get on yeah, you can't just get on the mic and say whatever and, and somebody and put it on the internet and somebody gonna buy into it. You actually had to be with it. So yeah, tell me, um tell me about the Houston scene out there. What's going on in Houston? Uh Houston is like the fifth biggest biggest city in America. So when I went out there, like, you know, it's a lot of black people out there. Um, a lot of the jobs and and uh things that other races do in our city black people do there mm-hmm. and we got our own things there. So we don't have to go places and we don't have to feel like, um, you know, we don't, we're not wanted when they playing our music in the club. You know what I'm saying? But they don't really mm-hmm. want us in the club. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like you, 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 you play all this rap music, but you don't want the black people in the club. You just want what you want in there. And that's cool. But the thing about it is if you take away, if you take away rap and you take away the culture and you take away, the understanding and you take all these things away, the world is going to be vanilla mm-hmm. and vanilla is cool. But the thing about it is, you know, any flavor that really is flavored, you got to put some on top of it. And I feel like Houston is the type of place where you can go there and be successful amongst your people. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to be around all your people. You can just go there and it's just enough people for you to be around for you to be successful and you can catch the vibe. You can catch, the business, you can just look at it and see opportunity. Now, mm. they minimum wage out there is like seven seventy five or something. Is it so, that low? So I wouldn't say, Damn. Hey, man. That's why I told you I can't work Jesus. no square. I can't work no square, Billy. <laughs> they, get, they, they handing out seven seventy five. See, I hire and fire people for a living, and I pay people like twenty some. Like, let me see. I basically pay people like 
somewhere around between 40 and $50 an hour mm. for some of the jobs that I hire people for. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, you know, you got to understand they offering seven fifty an hour. I'm offering $40 an hour, $50 an hour sometimes. I hires and fires. <laughs> Everybody want to be a boss. They talking about their boss, but they don't boss nobody. Nah, listen. Now, the, that's a boss. Hey, you know, the thing about it is being a boss ain't even about bossing nobody. The truth about being a boss is the, a boss is when you pay bills. Pay bills, yeah. The boss always is responsible for the bills. So when you go to work, for everything. you show up and do one thing. Mm-hmm. You do your job. You leave. They cut you a check. That's the end of it. They better not be calling you on your day off. <laughs> but when you're the boss, you don't get no day off. You got to cut checks Mm -hmm. you got to figure out how to pay people you got to make sure if you serve in medical that the medical is right Mm -hmm. you got to make sure everything is running and you dang there be like responsible for people's decisions and their life when they work for you Mm -hmm. and like i tell people like i've been hiring people since i was 14 to work for me (laughs) i used to hire people on the block it's called rushers you know what i'm saying i'm gonna give them a wake up and they gonna bring me back a hundred but if you don't know the conversation i'm just talking you probably don't know what i'm talking about all you real dudes out there don't even know what i said (laughs) they don't got no clue no clue you know what i'm saying it's it's all right though because when you don't have clues, you're going to be clueless. Yeah, very, very clueless. So I have to say I was I was pleasantly surprised when I seen you working on your art pieces, these one of a kind art pieces. I want to know a little bit about your, your art process. Is there any is there any correlation between creating the art and creating music art? Um, No, I don't think so. I think that like it, art is effort. Hmm. I think that I could probably break art down to one thing and it's probably effort hmm. because, and obviously a gift times effort. Like you have to have a gift for art. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But as we see, you never know what a true gift is because just how we was talking about the music, I'd be happy. Even like these young cats that, you know what I'm saying? People say, well, they really ain't talking about nothing. And they saying the same thing over hmm. and over again. It's kind of like when an athlete goes to the league, right? Mm-hmm. And they give him a hundred M's and then he gets hurt. You know what I mean? And then he can't never play for you like like Greg Oden. He mm-hmm. came to Portland, and we've had a few of these incidents, but so have other teams. Yeah. They give these people 100-plus M's, and he don't play no games for you, and then everybody's mad at him, and they calling him a bum, and they doing mm-hmm. all this. But what you got to realize is this. I be happy. I don't really have no problem when an athlete gets hurt and can't play because he's given his whole life and dedicated mm-hmm. his life since the age of probably like eight to this one sport, and he's made it to the NBA or the NFL, and then an injury happens. I'd be happy when they keep the money because mm-hmm. people be like, oh, well, they stole money. Listen, man, if you, you understand the concept, yeah, you done worked your whole life to get to this point. You need mm-hmm. compensation. There needs to be some insurance once you dedicate yourself to anything that you going to prosper from it. Man. You, you don't, don't want to get chewed up. Man, you don't think they, they want to play? You think they ain't, they ain't more hurt than, than the people that's mad at you for being hurt? Listen, they want to play worse than anything. A lot of these people to trade their mama in so they could play. <laughs> Not so you could say that they playing good, yeah. but so that they could feel good inside, man. Mm-hmm. When you struggle, when you... When you uh, are put trying to put yourself in position and you take a step forward or two, three steps forward in an avalanche and you end up in an avalanche and you up mm-hmm. under 17 steps in reverse. Hey, listen, that's not easy. And people don't understand like yeah. when you put your all into something and it doesn't come out or you don't get the result like you want, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff. There's anxiety that goes into that. There's, there's, there's failure. There's financial failure. There's mm-hmm. mental failure. A lot of times failure in business is the first sign to a failure in your relationship, whether it's a mm-hmm. marriage or a relationship just with a person. Mm-hmm. If you fail financially, most likely you're going to end up failing in your relationships 
not just, you know, the relationship with your significant other, your woman or your woman with your husband, mm. but you're going to fill in relationships in life because it's hard to have a good time and be yourself and be comfortable around people when you fell in financially. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. You all you got to worry about how you're going to make your next move. And, and you always worried about how the bill going to get paid. And so, yeah, it can get rough. So so the art basically. So about a year and a half ago, it's kind of like coming up out the end of the pandemic. Uh, I was kind of bored, you know, you'd be in the house, but I never was really in the house. Like in Houston, we never closed down. Mm -hmm. So like the strip clubs was open, we out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we in here with masks on, but we out in the strip clubs, everything open. You know, then white people, they not finna let you. The strip clubs, what they did is they made sure that they had their restaurant credentials in order because you couldn't shut down a restaurant out there because it was an essential. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? They had the strip clubs open because they were serving food and that made the location an essential. And if it's an essential, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then people can work and they work in there and the, the strippers were actually under the waitress. So, you know what I'm saying? And food servers. Uh, that's you essential. See what I'm saying? That sounds but essential you, to me. But that sounds essential to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's very essential to me. You know what I'm saying? But everybody else didn't think so, but I did. So, so I started, uh, one day, I, you know, I'm, I've been, I always been artistic and, uh, I was bored and one of my chicks, she was like, um, she's a painter. So she was like, Hey, we should go, um, just like do some painting stuff. Mm. So we went to Dollar Tree and I bought, uh, 10 frames about that big, mm. 10 square frames about that big and got some painting and just started painting, painted three or four of them and then moved up to a bigger frame and moved up to a bigger frame. And then I, people started like saying stuff about it. And then just like one, and I've only been painting for like a year and a half in which real paint time is probably like four or five months of actual real mm -hmm. paint time. So I just started painting. People started saying stuff to me about it. And then I started hanging my stuff in my Airbnbs because I wanted to give them different looks. And it was mm -hmm. like, I could give them stuff like whatever furniture we get, I could match the decor mm -hmm. and, and it, and make it and enrich the situation. And then I started selling my stuff through my Airbnbs, making it available through Airbnb. And I started doing bigger pieces and, and, and all of my homes have my pieces in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. like even when we rented our house out to the, uh, to the tenant, he actually bought one of the paintings off the wall when he moved in. So, mm. you know, the painting stuff just came about and it's not even all painting it's creative stuff. Cause I put like lights on stuff. I bust stuff down. Mm. I do a lot of stuff that you can't get in. And, and I've been blessed to, to have my pieces, uh, I guess, um, respected by mm. people that like enjoy art. I've had people tell me that the pieces look better than stuffs in, in, uh, in, you know, museums where people go across mm. the world. And then I've also seen a lot of stuff that I've really liked that was super similar to my stuff. And, and, you know, it, it's all in the eye of the beholder, you know, That's people it. like your stuff and they mm -hmm. want to buy it or they don't. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't like I'm not, like my stuff is expensive, so there's no need to lie about you like <laughs> if you because it's going to cost you to like it. You either going to like it and you going to pay for it yeah. or you're going to lie about liking it. And when it's time to pay for it, you ain't going to have the money. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going to do no lying about nothing. You know what I mean? But that's that's basically how my painting yeah. came into play. And. And it's creativity is like, it's just like, you just do it. Just do it. You mm -hmm. just do it. Like you either do it or you don't and you either can or you can't. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people can't that think they can. And a lot of people attempt to do it when they just shouldn't probably do it. But yeah. that's my opinion. They probably have that opinion about me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, man, I'm loving the spotlight show, man. We're going to take one more break and we're going, we're going to get some, uh, some of this new music in here. We're going to get the Thorn City Syndicate Management ad, and we're going to come back, and we're going to wrap this show up. 
Um, we're going to talk about your last venture with the shoes. Anything else got going on? And and one more thing I got to I got to know a little bit about is the, the Church of Millennium. Uh, yeah. I got to know what, what's the church. Yeah. What's the message to the church, uh, to the people, to the congregation. <laughs> man, you know what I'm so we be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Introducing Thorn City Syndicate Management. Your solution for brand management, social media promotions, digital content distribution, and podcast production. From shaping engaging content that resonates with your audience to amplifying your brand's reach through podcasting. We're your partners in driving success. We offer free strategy sessions and leverage our recording studio and personalized strategies to establish an online presence. Your brand's journey to the top starts with Thorn City Syndicate Management, where innovation meets results. Contact us now at www.thorncitysyndicate.com to embark on the path of transforming your brand's future. So we got the extended break. We're going to get into some new music from Millennium. What's, what song we got coming up? Uh, this will be the first single off the new album. It's called Right Now, produced by Crispy Hendrix, the producer of, you know what I'm saying, the joint. Uh, uh, he just had a fresh producer credit on 2 Chains album. Mm-hmm. So, you know I've seen, seen that. that. Some of that good. I had to check the numbers and see where we at. You know, <laughs> he, should, he should be a gold producer at the yeah. very least, messing with Two Chains. But mm-hmm. He had that joint with Two Chains and Sway Lee on there. That was a yeah, I heard that. That was a joint. And I'm not even a big big music. I don't really listen to their music a lot, but I liked it, that joint. Yeah, that was a good joint. I yeah. liked it too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, go on and bring it down for me. That's a joint. <laughs> That's time. It's right now. Whatever you're doing, business, you know what I'm saying, winning, personal. Only thing you don't want to do right now is lose. Don't lose. Don't lose right now. Everything else, that song going to get you where you want to be right now. You feeling good? Right now. Yeah. You getting money? Right now. You eating? Right now. You losing? You better put a postponement on that bad boy because if you're doing that right now, it's probably, you know, it's all bad right now. Man, man, man. Welcome back to the Spotlight Show. That was some new music from the Millennium. Man, that was a joint. I like that joint, man. So, man, 
I've been appreciating this this talk right you with you. I don't I learned a few things. That's what it's about, man. Learning in life. You live and you learn. When you stop learning, stop you're in living. trouble. You're going to stop living. You're in trouble. So it sounds like you got a hard work, determination, and perseverance. Is just, it sounds like what you've been, the journey you've been on now. And, and I'm really, really proud to see see you living living your best life. You know what I'm saying? Because and I you know, live, I I know live my worst before. I know your story, you know, so yeah. I know where you came from and where you went to and where you had to go back and you know, did it again. You know, sometimes you got to start over to get where you want to get to. Man, you got to go through the fire, you know what I'm saying, to get to the fried chicken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't cook no meal without no fire. Yeah. So your latest venture, the shoes, the shoe store, what's the shoe store called and where's it located? Um, basically, I have a virtual store and it's called uh, 713 Air. You can uh, get on there and get like, you know, we, we make sure that I, I basically started because when I was a kid, I didn't have no Nikes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I had one pair of J's. I had like the uh, all white with the purple J's or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to and, and, and I got them from the Nike store on MLK and they came in a white box that said blemished. So, so, and, and then so like if I got good grades. My mom said she would take me to get a pair. Now, I never had a pair of Nikes. Before that, I had all types of stuff. Hmm. I had Likes. I had, you know what I'm saying, like some other okay brands of shoes, some Payless joints, some volumes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had the whole set. You know what I mean? But the thing about it is, like, I got I went to go get some Nikes one day, and, like, it wasn't none in there on my size, right? Hmm. And I don't know what size I wore. I think I wore, like, an 8 at the time. And so, like... <clears throat> Like, uh, I was so scared that if I left out that store, I wouldn't get none. Mm. And I messed around and picked the all white with the purple swoosh. You know what I'm saying? And it was like a size nine. And I told my mom it fit me because I just wanted them. And then like a week later, my shoes looked like the iron sheet. Mm. Them joints had like curled up and folded up and got creased up because it was too big for me. You know what I'm saying? But so I really started because I know a lot of young kids and a lot of women struggle. So like basically I, I try to make sure that they get, you know, what they need. And I make sure that people get, you know, certain good deals and prices. Mm -hmm. I'm not even about gouging people out. Like mm -hmm. there's going to be opportunities for you to get your money in anything you do. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, I try to make sure I, I'm fair with people and give them, you know, uh, uh, shoes and apparel and products that, you know, they can need and use and want. Mm, nice. Yeah, that's tight. Oh man. So we going we running, we wrapping it up. Um I wanna encourage the listeners to explore your passion and pursue your dreams in your own unique way. And and never stop learning. And you you, you stay on your journey on your path and you eventually you'll get there. You never don't just don't give up because it's it's hard out here. It's tough. Um a lot of people give up before the before the fruits of the labor pay off. And so <clears throat> just don't be one of those people. You know what I'm saying? But I appreciate you coming through, man, sharing your stories and insights, man. Where can people find you and get involved with you, one of, any of your many endeavors? If you're looking for me, you can find me on uh, IG at I am Millennium. That's I-A-M-M-E-L-L-E-N-I-U-M. You can get on my other joint, 713 Air, 713 underscore A-I-R. You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm hard, I'm not hard to find. All you got to do is Google me and Google mm. Kenny Mac and you're going to find out <laughs> all the stuff that you, you know, probably want to know and that you don't want to know. Yeah. Oh, one last question. <laughs> I know that's the one last I question. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot. I got to know. know about the church, man. What's the church's message? The Church of Millennium. I've been hearing about it for years now. At, you know, at this point, it's actually it's, it's, it's actually been around for a little bit now. It's like, um, it's kind of like, I'm not going to, well, maybe like the Illuminati. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know what I'm saying? Like people, if you don't know what the Illuminati is, then, and you have to have a deep understanding where it came from. Like I've studied, you know, where these groups came from. You know, mm-hmm. these groups are succubus types groups. You know, they get in and they attach themselves to you. So you, you know, and then they, they, they perform, you know, under the, under your, uh, your banner. But you know, that's, that's for later. You guys go do that. But I think like the church, the church of millennium is kind of like, um, it's kind of like a cult really, but, <laughs> but, see, but see, this is the thing though. Like, um, a lot of people don't understand. Like when you, when you hear the word cult, you think of these certain types of people, mm-hmm. but if you go in the dictionary and you read the word cult by definition, it's not evil. It's not bad. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, I guess people have made, uh, I guess, uh, sus decisions that have been mm-hmm. the heads of certain cults mm-hmm. and they ended up getting recognized. But there's a lot of cults that you never even knew existed mm-hmm. that aren't, you know, negative. And mm-hmm. so like, I think like maybe the church of millennium is like, it's, it's probably maybe like that. It's a, it's basically like, uh, it's a place where certain people come mm-hmm. to, to, to learn understanding and to better themselves. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, um, have you ever seen, uh, you went to the mall before and you seen Build-A-Bear? Mm-hmm. Okay, now let me mind you. Like, there's, there's, there's not really, there's like, I, like, I, t- like, no men, no men are. I'm the only man allowed in the actual church millennium. Okay, it's, it's it, my, 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 my followers or my congregation is based in females. Now, this being said, I have a lot. One day, I had somebody hit me and they said, "Hey, bro, how can I be a, a member of the church?" And I told him, I said, well, the, the truth of the matter is men can follow, you know what I'm saying, the the ideologies, mm-hmm. and they can follow the words. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I'm saying, the basis for the church is is it's, it's female-based. So it's mm-hmm. like you really can't come to the compound with mm-hmm. all the women there. And meet. Like, it's not really wrong for <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, even the people that, like, you know what I'm saying, like, make the beds and stuff and do all the stuff, those are all females. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't need no dudes to take the trash yeah. out of the church for me. <laughs> you got to come in and take it out. So it's like, I don't need that. But but I tell people they can be, like, you know, members in 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 understanding and members and follower but but mm-hmm. but one thing about it is and this is not i know some people might think that i'm talking about something that might have to do with polygamy but i'm not so it's basically like i'm the type of person that i feel like you should have enough in this world of everything that you need mm-hmm. wants and needs are different you should handle your needs before you handle your wants so like me i'm the type of person where i need to um interface with 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 a lot of information mm-hmm. I need to be connected to information. I need to be connected with people that want to see me have information and want to see me win. Mm. So like, like the people that are in the church, these are people that the congregation that wants to see me win. Just like when you go to a church and the pastor's in the front and everybody's in there and they cheering and they talking in tongues. Like that's, I, I, that's what I need too, because that type <laughs> of energy is the type of energy that you see puts people in understandings. And like the more people that you have skilled people that you have, you know, that follow your word and follow the, the, your ideologies and the way that you think it's going to be a whole lot easier to get to the positions that you want to in life. Now, there's a lot. Anybody can have a church, but it's the quality of your congregation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't they have subpar qualities. You know, their congregation is, is of subpar quality mm. and I don't offer subpar quality in anything I do. And and I don't I can't accept subpar in anything I do because I've been to the harshest environments in this world, places that nobody else could survive in. And I came back and survived in them. Mm-hmm. So because I came from those places and survived in those places of coldness and darkness and just went on these sabbaticals and these journeys to places that people would never go. I deserve to be treated in a certain way. Mm. I deserve to have as much information as I can possibly get from as many intelligent people, especially intelligent women. 
Mm. Because if you left the world to women right now, this would be a better place. Mm. It's already mm. been left to us, and look what we've done. We we've destroyed <laughs> this place. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and let the females take over as long as we ain't going into slavery. Mm-hmm. A lot of the ideologies will put us in a better position and, and place us in a position to succeed without all the war and harshness all the time. Mm. It's okay to laugh and smile and enjoy yourself. When I'm in the church, I like to enjoy myself and smile. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I'm in the outside world, like I don't get to smile because you have to, when you start smiling, people think you're funny. And mm-hmm. when they think you're funny, they try you. When they try, mm-hmm. you have to show people that you're not funny. <laughs> and I like to enjoy myself. I like to actually smile and have a good time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's hard to do sometimes. So that's why the compound is only for, you know, certain types of members only. Gotcha. It's like that jacket members only. There you go. And that's, that's, that's the church of millennium that's straight the, from the that, horse's mouth. That's the church. You know what I'm <laughs> you know? Well, man, thank y'all for joining us. Explore the power of networking and find inspiration by following me at Thorn city podcast guy for updates, exclusive behind the scenes content and join the conversation. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes of Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show as we continue to highlight individuals, businesses and brands. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Follow Thorn City Syndicate, the management company and GMP Podcast Group, the podcast production company as well. Make sure you drop by www.thorncitysyndicate.com to schedule your free strategy session. Thorn City Podcast Guy, holla at your boy. Appreciate you, bro. Word up. When you see that, that's the church, man. You see that? That's the church right there. Know the church is around when you see that. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Thorn City Syndicate Spotlight Show, where we network and build connections, interviews, and discussions. Until next time, I like your boy, Thorn City Podcast Guy. I'm out. Remind me of a man